0: You're listening to a Good Egg Productions podcast.
1: No worries. I've got, I've got the sun directly in my eyes. My room faces south, right? So just sun all day. And it gets to like a very specific point around this, this kind of time at the moment where it's just straight in the eyes. It's very nice. You get a very lovely golden hour view of the seagulls of Liverpool, but it's just blinding.
2: God, I hate seagulls. Yeah, I hate seagulls. Anyone that's lived on the coast.
1: Always hate seagulls. Do you have pigeons, Morgan? Where you are? Uh, yes, yeah. oh, pigeon place or oh, a seagull place? Ducks oh,
0: uh, in the campus. Ducks.
1: Talking. That's ducks. the most middle class thing I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, on the campus,
0: <laughs> <You're> <laughs> on the ducks. It's on the campus. There's a few different families of ducks that kind of walk around. Are
2: you a pigeon or a seagull city? Oh, we have a lot of ducks. No, We're I mean, a real no, duck no, problem.
0: Okay, we have a lot of pigeons around the city and on the campus
1: that's that so posh oh, so I don't know. Unbelievable. <laughs> I didn't
0: write it what do you want me to say? sorry <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry that the ecosystem attracts ducks I don't know what you want me to say Ridiculous. don't get in my
2: Hello and welcome back to the Viper's Pit. My name's Ellie. Joining me yet again are my good friends and good analysts.
1: Tyler. Yeah. Hey, hello.
2: Tyler Bambino, you might call him. And Morgan. Morgan's got so many names, I don't know what to call him. Morgan Crummable. Morgan. Yeah, good, yeah. Big, big, time.
1: Time, big time at the moment, isn't it? A big time
0: Val one on Twitter. There you go. Let's... That's what we're rolling with right now
2: expose all of morgan's smurf accounts <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> i wish i wish i had lots of smurf accounts a plat player playing in gold poor guy <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll, I'll smurf down a whole t-rex where uh, the whole play style is so different today
2: on the viper's Pit, we are doing an na viewer guide for eu um i don't know wh- why we originally decided to do this. Was it because we saw EU viewership numbers?
1: Yeah, so it's because EU viewership numbers are down bad, Chief, quite frankly. And NA is getting a lot of views. And I think part of the reason people aren't watching EU Valorant is because there's no... A lot of, a lot of people, like I say, specifically uh, NA viewers, they, they haven't been told the storylines of these EU teams. They don't know the players. They don't know the teams.
0: What do you mean? That, there was like one guy on Reddit who said that it was because NA picked two duelists.
1: Oh, yeah, true. And NA picked two <laughs> duelists. But yeah, I, I think like the EU scene is just kind of being left behind a little bit. And part of that is just, you know, the, the players and the teams aren't, aren't getting much uh, promotion and much of a chance to kind of tell their stories. So the idea behind this episode is to create a guide for NA listeners or indeed listeners all over the world. That don't watch EU Valorant, they're kind of thinking about it. Give you an intro to some of the teams, some of the players, see which teams you like, which teams players you want to follow. So that's the kind of reason behind this episode, I think.
2: Also serves as a guide for the treacherous EU players who are watching NA Valorant.
1: Yeah, this actually have some patriotism. Yeah, for our <laughs> lovely continent. <laughs>
0: It makes a lot of sense to me. Most of the orgs are in NA. It makes sense. You want to watch, uh, you want to watch some big Ogos fight out, and that's that's totally cool. But uh, in EU, we don't have many of those, and uh, we're just going to try and show you that uh, these these little teams, these little orgs that you might not have heard of, actually really fun and uh, do some really good stuff.
2: So we're just finished watching the devastating final between FPX and Guild. FPX winning 3-0. So I think we're going to begin with.
0: With the 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 winners of challenges one, FPX, kicking like, yeah. us off. Of course. So, FPX are one of the teams I've been looking at for this, and right now they're currently ranked number one in Europe. And as we say, just as we're recording this, they just won challenges two in a absolutely dominant fashion.
1: Challenges. In- Challenge. Wait, what? Yeah, uh, it's challenges two week one. It's very confusing, isn't it? The system. I can never remember the name
0: either way they've just won something which is great and right now they're they're currently ranked number one in europe and it's easy to see why now to me i think if you're coming from na and you want a kind of comparison point look at the 100 thieves so the way these guys play so if you're familiar with european csgo you might remember the name angel who was obviously big csgo guy he moved very early on and he's the He's to me, he's the, the Hiko and Steel equivalent. Uh, he's the, the boomer old guy with the brain. And he's backed up to, by some incredibly exciting young talent, namely Ziphan. particularly if you get a chance to watch that final. Unbelievable. Oh, watch Games. the
1: icebox map. Unbelievable. 500 ACS on this man.
0: Yeah, like that, you don't see those kind of numbers anywhere. 500 acs is insane on the reina on icebox and they they very much play in that similar style uh, but to me personally the the biggest thing that stands out about fpx and what i love about their play style is their sentinel player dimasik now to me if you ask me who is the best sentinel player in the world right now i would probably say dimasik uh it's crazy the things you see him do on cypher uh you you just you don't see this from any other player. You, like it's not surprising if he's top fragging a game, which is so cool to have. It's so cool to have people in these positions where you don't even necessarily think of them as you know high fragging positions. But he he definitely makes it work.
1: I think a good Dimasic comparison might be someone like a Proto. Yeah, or maybe even Dapper. They're yeah, kind of like aggressive ciphers that you know make a lot of space for their team and they take space a lot and they uh they really they fight i think that's that's the good comparison point there yeah
0: and it's 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 just so beautiful to watch so to where this team came from is um so from the beta it, they were kind of a a merger between two teams of uh Fabrican, which is like a Scandinavian team and Party Pirates which is like a CIS team and uh, F, uh, the kind of roster came together of kind of hand picking the best players from those two already very strong beta teams uh, to create this, and they, they called their original lineup up Zipan Go Kill, which yeah, makes a lot of sense given the performances that he's had. It's often referenced just how uh, cracked these Fortnite kids are, and Zipan is the exact perfect embodiment of that, backed up behind the big brain of Angel. Uh, this team are unstoppable right now, and there's a reason why they're number
1: one in Europe. I I genuinely recommend if, if you aren't watching EU Valorant, FPX embody the kind of EU style. You might hear people, you know, like Platchart or Analysts, and a lot of the time they'll say, oh, you know, EU plays more tactical than NA, right? If you want a team that absolutely embodies that, go and watch FPX.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, they're so clever with their utility usage. Everything they do is so well thought out. It's, it's rare that they would just, like, you watch an FPX game, there's no element of a pug in it. This is playing Valorant on another level. Or it's, it's, like, the, it's like, the way I see it is, Angel is like a queen bee, and the, the four of them are like little worker bees. And they have this big hive mind, and they know exactly what they're doing. They know where each other are at all the times. And it's, quite frankly, beautiful to watch.
2: It's crazy that this team has just never gone away. They've been a, a staple of Europe for a long time now. Yeah, they have not ever really dropped out of that. The you know the top slots. The only time I think they have dropped out of it is when they stopped playing for like a tournament to reassess or to do strategy, or they just wouldn't play in a big tournament, and then they would lose the ranking on like the the uh, Valorant websites. But they always came out strong.
0: How I saw them is for me, they were always the bridesmaid, never the bride of the EU scene. Of they were always good. <laughs> They were That's always... a reference you've said about three times today. It's just a thing to say, isn't it? But, uh, you, you know, they were always there and they always felt like they, they could have just... They were so close to winning this and they were so close to winning that. and they You never... can
1: feel the momentum building. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they just got a and I'm so happy for them but today they've managed to win something. They're finally married.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think... Because for a long time, everyone, everyone would say FPX are the best team in Europe. Yeah. But this, they would always finish second, or they'd yeah. finish third, and they would never just quite, they'd never quite make it. So, I think they're finally looking in form. I think the momentum has been built. and I think uh, those guys are a, a definite contender for Reykjavik. Um, oh, a thousand percent. They, they, could, they could, you know, they could take some names.
2: Something I like about them, if you look at the final against Guild, they, they swap around the Reina. So a yeah. lot of teams, that they just won't touch Reina, but FBX are fighting <laughs> in, in between them. Angel and uh, Ziphan both switch into the Raynor when, when, it, when it works on the map.
1: One thing that I think is worth mentioning about Angel as well, if you've not seen this guy play before, maybe if you, you didn't come from CS, you, know, you, went, you, you just didn't watch Hellraiser or anything like that, this guy can frag. This guy's a boomer, right? How, how old is Angel? 30s? Very good question. Well, he, he also plays entry IGL for them. What I mean is he plays Reyna, he plays Phoenix, he runs in first, he pops two people's head, he dies, and then he sits there and he plays StarCraft Two with his teammates. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. he, I think he might have even said in an interview, he IGLs better when he's dead. So this guy, not only is he crispy w- with a rifle in his hands, he's also just got the largest brain to sit there and just plugs himself into the computer and tells all his teammates where they need to go and what they need to do.
0: Mm. The man
1: is a genuine beast and just a complete diamond of of EU Valorant.
0: I agree. I I I think you hit the nail on the head perfectly. If you want to come over, you want a little bit of a culture shock from the NA style, this is how EU Valorant should be played, and this is it at its highest level. And this is FPX are the perfect team to get you involved if you haven't been watching much EU Valorant before.
1: Guys, are you ready for a transition, right? Watch this, watch this, right? So, FPX's analyst, Doom Bros., happens to have an identical twin, Emil, who's also the head coach of Ninjas in Pyjamas. Oh, hello. Let's talk about Ninjas in Pyjamas, maybe. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah, I I, I so smooth. NIP were a team that joined EU Valorant very early on. They were one of the very first orgs to jump into European Valorant. And when they jumped into European Valorant, they jumped into European Valorant, with their Paladins roster. Oh. They took their Paladins that. roster.
0: I you forgot about that.
1: From a deady spot, their Paladins roster were like, oh, hey, let's, let's give Valorant a go, and let's see what could happen there. And So they signed their entire Paladins roster as their Valorant roster. And pretty quickly things broke down. Yeah, it didn't work very well. <laughs> no, surprisingly. <laughs> However, I will say, Um, one of the players that came from that uh, roster was Bonkar, who we'll talk about later. Mm -hmm. So they they get this Paladins roster. It doesn't work. They break it up. They then bring in a couple more players, Looker and Rhyme. They then bring in Fearoff, Hip, Korea. All of these players still around in the scene today. That roster doesn't work. They kick them. They get rid of Fearoff. They get rid of Hip. They get rid of Looker. They bring in Safe from Bonk when a time where Bonk were dominant in EU. Safe joins, things immediately go downhill. What I'm getting at here is for a long time in Europe, this team was laughed at. This team was very much equivalent to T1 in NA. Yeah. They were a revolving door of good players that could never make it work. Things needed to change, and no, you know, the organization just weren't getting it quite right. But then, they went to Russia. And (laughs) this is where things start looking up for Nip, okay? They signed Chihuahua as their sentinel, and they signed JD as, like, a flex player. Now, JD in particular is a player I'm going to highlight. 17 years old. We would love JD on this podcast. He's
2: a beast. JD's first game in Valorant that that I saw is one of my most memorable, like, being a viewer of Valorant it's one of the most memorable times watching JD tap heads for the first time
1: yeah he just joins this roster he's playing mainly Sage and a bit of Sova he comes in and he's just a monster and something clicks about this new team they also sign Existence now known as a Kukos in Valorant again if you don't come from a CS background this guy's a big brain IGL this guy's a thinker that's a common theme in these teams Mm-hmm. And it's been said countless times in interviews. I think he was even your MVP at one point, Morgan, in one of these episodes. Oh yeah, definitely. existence is extremely smart. Pretty sure and he, was as well. One of yeah, probably. And he he comes in and this this team looks so much more disciplined now. Mm-hmm. And now with this roster, this team is now a contender in Europe. In my mind, they are easy top five, possible top three European team. Yeah, Swift out in as well. These guys aren't scared to innovate. Nip were the original team to bring out the zero duelist composition, which I'm aware, if I'm talking to NA fans, that could. <laughs> I could <laughs> stop some hearts. But zero duelist compositions. Now, another player I want to highlight quickly on the SNIP roster, I haven't spoken about him yet, is Kriya. Korea was on this roster uh, very early on, and uh, he was known in beta for his aggressive omen. Think Flexinger. But in pro games, <laughs> there's a great clip of uh, where he 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 does, like, an aggressive omen TP on Fish123, which later became Liquid. And he TPs behind them all, and he just guns down four. These are a very entertaining team to watch. Another, similar to FPX, quite tactical, quite, you know, clever team with strong IGLs. I think these guys could make a real splash. They're just very, very clever very good team with big fragging potential i i rate this team very highly maybe if they kept their old logo even higher
0: <laughs> you know i i completely agree i i, I think it's crazy that we you kind of forget what a turbulent past it's had oh yeah like, they were kind of laughing stock for a while. The way I see it is they were always the bridesmaid and never the bride. <laughs> 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 they, yeah, they, they, every nip thruster was laughed at for the longest time. For a long time. Uh, I'm so happy that they're back to competing because obviously it's a big org. You know, it's nice yeah. to see names at the top of the lists again, you know?
1: But yeah, the Ninjas in Pajamas, another great team that kind of do a good job embodying what people know as EU Valorant, as his tactical style. Particular highlights, existence on the Breach and Sky, gets a lot of value. Yeah. And uh, Rhyme is kind of their duelist guy at the moment. Very, very good race. And uh, he can he can melt some faces.
0: Yeah, we we love Nipia. And I, I'm i always kind of rooting for them. Yeah. In a way. I, I, I like what they were doing with the no duelist comp as well.
2: They're kind of underdogs, always.
0: Yeah. Bride's oh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's such an applicable saying. You've
2: broken my brain. <laughs> Speaking of Nip's turbulent past, some players that have sort of been shaken off from Nip's roster have now found themselves on alliances. How is that for a segue?
0: But would, yeah. you, would you believe that we've never actually worked on these transitions before? These are all off the dome.
2: Off the dome, on the day. Alliance. They're a, a, a French team. Uh, it's a team that we've spoken about before. Uh, one of my my co-hosts here doubted live on broadcast. You love bringing this up. My 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 co-hosts they, they doubted them, and I was like, no no no, Alliance are a, a good team, and here we are, Alliance, right at the top of uh, the EU scene, headed up by the the casting duo Mitch and Banks. They've been making yeah making waves in the EU scene, uh, beating. Ballista, Liquid, Defuse, and Wave in Challengers 2, making it all the way to Masters, uh, where they were, they were able to take a map off of Guild, uh, they didn't win that one in the end, um, and they, in this round of challenges, they managed to beat Fnatic, which I don't know if you guys saw coming, <laughs> but arguably the reason why we're not talking about Fnatic in this episode, they have also recently beaten Heretics, another tier 1 team, a huge name in Valorant, especially in the EU scene, this team is a is a custom built team from the ground up. Mm-hmm. The the all the players are from all different all different backgrounds, all different teams, and they're built specifically by, as I said, Mitch and Banks. Two ex ex-NIP players, which I, I mentioned, uh, Fearoth and Looker. Fearoth being the IGL, uh, switching between Sova and Rays, didn't find much success on NIP. Looker, first time I saw Looker, jet orping, one of my favorite players. You gotta love him. He's no longer doing the jet orping, but. God, I loved watching him play. He looks
1: so much better. Playing
0: yeah, it's, it's part of why I was skeptical. Is oh. Particularly when he was on NIP, Luka was always the jet orper, right? And he was all the way through beta, he was a jet orper. And then he joins this roster. And I remember the announcement you know, like the announcement posters, and it had like people's names and agents behind them. And his name was in front of a breach. And I was like, well, no, somebody's clearly not doing their research here, you know? <laughs> Look, it's a jet, mate. Yes. And then, and then they put him on the breach, and he's just phenomenal. I mean, I, we, we've definitely up. talked about this before, but like, it's it's amazing how the, this team has clicked in just a short space of time.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they've just suddenly turned up. they suddenly turned up on the EU scene, and they're, they're tapping heads, taking names. Yeah,
1: what I really like about alliances, they are, they are proof that a purpose-built team can win. Mm-hmm. They are, they are a proof of concept that you can take a knowledgeable GM and a tier one org and go, okay, build us a roster. And they are proof that you can, you can pick up good players here and good players there, and you can make it work. I think, especially like you know. A lot of teams have been together a long time. There's a lot of like, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of teams that all come from one country, and uh, I think sometimes orgs are scared of building rosters from the ground up. Mm-hmm. But I think this is a perfect proof of concept that open trials. It's worth mentioning. Mitch and Banks held completely open trials. Mm-hmm. Anyone could message them, and if they, after a couple of interviews, if they felt you were a right fit, they would trial you. Uh, I mean, Cad K- Cadavra, K- or Cada, as Angie goes by now, was. Not playing on any team before Alliance. No, he's like brand new to uh, pro games, I believe. And he comes in open trials, open selection, and just destroys. And now it's his jet just, is so
0: cool. It's so cool that they did that. It's, it's such a beacon of hope when a big org like Alliance can do that as well.
1: Especially with us coming from DOTA as well, like we're aware of the, the the Alliance name and like that organization has a lot of history. So I'm just really glad to see them succeeding in EU Valorant right now.
0: Yeah, no, I'm the same. I mean, this is the thing is, there aren't many teams I root against in Europe. I feel like all the teams we're talking about today, I I quite like them. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't have positive things to say, but Alliance, definitely so. I really like Alliance, but Looker in particular is probably my favorite player on there right now. But I I mean, they're fun to watch. They've come out of nowhere. They're explosive and just all, all around gold star. For alliance,
2: another player on alliance I want to want to highlight for any any new viewers is XMS. Mm. He's a an omen main for the for the most part, but then occasionally you'll see him pick up the rainer and just take souls, absolutely lethal when he does. Oh, I love alliance.
0: The the only problem I have with alliance right now is that they um pretended to announce Kenny S.
1: <laughs> that was great PR though. That was fantastic PR. <laughs> it's better PR for Ken a s than alliance I think yeah <laughs> that was such a great move the fake Ken a s announcement i I just respect it so much
0: yeah it takes uh it takes some courage to just just not care the uh, social media I probably got on here full for it. But...
2: <laughs> it is weird when you look back on the on 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 alliances on the individual alliance players' performance before they joined alliance right because none of them did well obviously we've said that um Kada he uh is pretty new to pro games but like hype on risk.gg they found like no success um and when they start on nip the two players that were on nip they found no success and then suddenly they've custom built this team brought them all together and now they're you know beating top teams
0: yeah it's good to yeah, see you're right you're, you're totally right. Shows to, it goes to show what good coaching, good management can do for a team. And um, Yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm very happy for them. Now, I don't have a cool segue. <laughs> it's impossible to think of a link between two teams.
2: Alliance begins with an
0: A. I, like, um... I love it. Alliance begins with an A, and so does this next team that I'm going to talk about, and that is Ascend. Now, you might have heard the name Ascend, even just casually, even if you're not involved in uh, EU Valorant in any way, and that is because they won Masters One here in EU, which means they are obviously worthy to- talking about. Are currently ranked number two in Europe, and uh, you know it was a surprise. I think a lot of people were not expecting them to do as well as they did. So when we when we get looking at Ascend. For me, the main person to look at is CNET. Now, if you've never heard this name before, write it down a, a couple of hundred times. Maybe get a small tattoo on your ankle of the name CNET because <laughs> you're going to hear this constantly. The how more- many
1: downloads for you to get a small tattoo of CNET <laughs> on your ankle? Put a number on it right now. If
0: we get A thousand downloads on this episode. I'll I'll get over how
1: long tattoo. though. Over how long? Ah. Uh,
0: just a thousand. Just a thousand. <laughs> hey, I like CNED. I don't know if I like him as a small flash ankle tattoo. But you, maybe you will after you watch some of his gameplay, because he's very, very fun. Now, a thousand downloads in a week. You <laughs> has a pushing this. He really pushing Put a number it. on it.
2: Put a number yeah. on it. <laughs> one thousand, one week. Okay.
0: Yeah, we got a thousand in a week. I'll get a small CNED tattoo. Cool. Okay. You can, you can write that down. I'll take that Let me just team. look up how much adverts are. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> can I buy a billboard in every major city? <laughs>
0: But, yeah, CNED, unbelievable. Now, if you're coming from NA, the the best way I can relate this team to you is that these guys are the TSM, and CNED is your Wardell. He is, like, an exclusive jet orper who is explosive. He is unbelievable. If you're not doing anything right now, you know, pause this podcast right now and go watch a CNED highlights video and tell me you don't think he's just as good as Wardell because... He he's so fun to watch. He's so explosive with Yop. And it's not even just Yop, he's he's really well-skilled on jet, is one thing that I find about him. His utility usage with the knives, even just playing around his smokes, it's beautiful to watch. And this, this like, Cena's been through some turbulent times, if you don't know, he played the Turkish scene with BBL, and then he joined Penki. ultimately finding his way to Razor Reds, which became Ascend. Uh, and... I, I'm so happy for him, because he really shows the power of a strong operator player, which is something the EU definitely misses. If you watch more EU games, you'll definitely see that. We don't like the op here as much as you guys uh, across the pond, but CNED definitely does, and he makes it work. He makes it work very well. He's a highlight reel of a man. It kind of came out of nowhere. I say they were playing under Razor Edge, which is a super small org. Nobody really had high hopes for them going into Masters. And they just they just didn't lose, essentially. It was weird. You, you, you saw them beat lots of good teams. You you saw them... They beat Funplus Phoenix, which is a team we talked about earlier. We, they beat Ninjas in Pyjamas, which is another team we talked about earlier. Ultimately winning the the a really good grand final, by the way. Which is not oh, enough... Fantastic grand final. Uh, the, it really upset me because you look at the viewer numbers on the EU Masters final, and it was far less than they, It was far less than even other regions like Turkey. But this... This game deserved to be watched. It was a, a, a BO5 grand final that went all the way to map five, back and forth all the way. Super good, solid Valorant all the way through. It was just fantastic. And I personally, I was rooting for them in that game, and I felt like they deserved the win. I know at least one of my co-hosts definitely wasn't rooting for them.
1: I think you hit the nail on the head though when you, when you say that they they played pretty like anti-meta yeah for EU. And it, it's not that they were playing um anything that well, but the like I say, the jet orp is kind of a, a dying art in Europe. There's a couple, but after the operator nerf, Europe hung on to it a lot less than it. Needed. Yeah. And so he's like the the last of the jet orpers, you know? There's
0: <laughs> gonna be an anime about him soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: No but, like and that so I like you say, I think the perfect comparison, if you're a fan of Wardell, if you're a yeah. fan of Baby Bay. This, this team's probably the team for you with CNED. And I think CNED rivals them both in skill.
0: Oh, easily.
2: Easily. I remember when we were watching the game, it does feel like CNED's op hasn't been nerfed. Exactly. it has got a yeah. faster yeah. fire rate than any other author on the, on the planet. It's, I'm not sure. It might be a
0: bug. But
1: <laughs> the Ra- guys <laughs> might have to fix it. CNED's that. clients just bugged. Yeah. yeah. To make him build differently.
0: Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. He, 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 he does some ridiculous stuff with the op that just shouldn't be possible. I mean, uh, like we said, if you watch a lot of Wardell, you'll be familiar with, with just watching what a fantastic operator player can do. And it's so nice to have a team like that in Europe. And if you, if, you got, if you guys like TSM, this is definitely the team to check out.
1: Now, we spoke about that best of five grand final for Masters 1, which you should all watch, by the way. The other team in that grand final was Team Heretics
2: wasn't as good as your first. I- I'm
1: second. sorry, look, what do you want? You know, you set a high standard. <laughs> <laughs> now, Team Heretics are really interesting. Team Heretics were a came were a team that came out of nowhere just before First Strike. Oh yeah. So they were playing in like certain Spanish tournaments and stuff around First Strike time, and kind of dominating that scene. But no one was really looking at them, and then First Strike rolls around and they roll. Interesting thing about this is, uh, I don't know if you've seen the clip, there's a clip where Hiko says, EU's behind NA because they're still using the Sage. (laughs) And, you know, EU's behind. and Hiko said that about heretics. In a direct response to heretics winning the EU first strike, playing Sage at a time where nobody was playing Sage. I mean, they were bringing back executes from the beta yeah. Walling off on bind to plant and things like that. They they played very anti-Meta.
0: Yeah, I I just I remember um hearing Sliggy talk about this after after Heretics knocked out Liquid in first strike, and he was saying we had no idea what to do against the Sage. He was like, How do you find scrims with teams playing Sage? Because nobody was playing it. This teams literally couldn't prepare for Lowell on the Sage, and it was just amazing.
1: So this team now. They carried on going, they carried on going. They kept playing great all the way. Masters won, they reached the final, they have a really close best of five. This team, you could, you could make a very, very solid argument for this team being the best in Europe at the moment. Where are they ranked right now? They're ranked third at the moment, but I, I don't really agree. So there's a couple of players I want to highlight. First is Lowell, another mm. fragging IGL. This guy leads the team in the game, as well as often leads on the scoreboard. He he's great. His sage is fantastic. Any Sage mains out there, this is the team for you. Yeah, this is true. your guy. Now, the other player I want to highlight and speak about a little bit. Is a player that doesn't actually get a lot of name recognition by a lot of people. But it's a Vova. Now, I beg you go and watch a Vova's gameplay in the Alliance game, in the recent game they had against Opportunists. This guy's Basically playing only uh, only Astra now. Yeah, and he is, I believe, the best Astra in professional Valorant at the moment. He has some really really creative setups. They play as like this like initiate a sentinel hybrid thing, and like so he's doing a lot of uh, pulling and a lot of stunning. Whereas you see some masters at the moment, they are kind of just playing like Omen but spacier. Yeah, whereas. Avova is doing a really good job doing creative setups. One thing he'll do is he'll put two stars down next to each other, and he'll smoke one, and then the other star is just outside the radius of the smoke. And when he yeah, thinks he has the so, timing of players waiting in the smoke, he'll pull them out and just yeah. click all of their heads yeah, that, at once. That's so clever. That
0: that this, this is why I was so excited about Astra, and it's it's great to see people like Avova, who are top tier one professionals, really pick it up, and you can see in the right hands what it can do. I agree with you. I I, I don't think there's. A, I think there is competition, but I, I think it's kind of clear. I, I would definitely vote with you, and Avova is the best Astra right now.
2: That's a that's a free Astra tip, by the way. Put two stars next to each other and pull you got one as a smoke and one as a pull You pull them out of the smoke when they're standing in it it's i'm terrible at astra and i've got kills doing that yeah it's so if, good
0: if you play a lot of ranked and you have a mic you can play astra and <laughs> uh, just make sure you, if you say everything you're doing uh, you'll win the game people don't know what to do against astra and she's she's crazy good right
1: now the other thing i want to point out is like this team is i believe fundamentally the best team and by that I mean they get the fundamentals of Valorant correct. They combo their ability usage. They trade each other. Their spacing is really good. Like these aren't kind of a. This isn't a you know go frag team. This is a this is a careful team. This is a methodical team. And this is a fundamentally very good team. They yeah. play very good Valorant, and that that makes for these really good games to watch where you can sit there you can, you can break down every round. Are you going to be seeing like tons of aces? I mean maybe on the right day from players like Nuki or Pora, but what you're going to see a lot of is fantastic trading fantastic spacing, fantastic yeah. methodical map control and that's why I personally enjoy watching this team a lot. Yeah,
0: I feel like if, if you want to improve your own gameplay of fundamentals to watching gameplay, yeah, you can watch a tens video and watch them just click onto people's heads and operate it. But is that going to help you? No, watch how heretics position themselves. Watch how they trade each other out. That's, like, th- like Tyler said, that's the core fundamentals. And that's what makes them fun to watch in my eyes.
2: There's something about heretics. I don't know if it's a branding thing or if it is, like you say, they don't get a lot of like huge clips because they're not getting the aces. But every time they appear on these, like, top lists on VLR or the Spike, I'm always surprised that they're so high up, right? But then you watch one of the VODs and then you remember why. I I don't know what it is, but they're just like this mysterious team that come out of nowhere every single time. Yeah. I don't know know what's
0: going on. They They just just win. I know exactly what you mean. You kind of forget about them, in a way. You forget about them until you you watch a game until you remember that they're dead you go oh my god yeah heretics are here wow they're good
2: (laughs) you think that your team you're supporting has got a chance and then you realize they're against heretics and you forget you forget and then they they just get taken down
0: yeah i totally get you i totally get what you mean there okay have you have you got
2: your, your heart's content out about heretics
1: i have i have
2: cool good so we're doing my last one last because well, it's good that we've, we've gotten through these fairly quick, because I could talk for about three hours on <laughs> my Heroes Guild. Now, Guild are absolute babes. All Swedish roster. They began playing way back in June 2020 as Bonk, and right out of the gate, they were upsetting teams. I don't know if you remember Nolpenki back in the day, but one of the first matches Bonk played, they
1: beat Nolpenki. Nolpenki yeah. were by the way at the time a, a solid top 8 team. Yeah.
2: I would say higher. At the time they were so good, so strong, and I just remember so many the uh so many Nolpenke fans being very upset. After that, they went on to beat Liquid, which I'm sure ha- breaks a couple of hearts in this yeah in, the, in this podcast. Yeah. Uh, it certainly broke my heart until I to to you so you a jumped trip. ship, and
1: jump you went, I don't want to ship. play no. with you anymore. No, no,
2: no, no. And you jumped it's, on the no. Viking
1: longboat with Yashin, and went sailing around the fjords.
2: So I <laughs> saw the light, I would say. I wouldn't say that I jumped ship. I wouldn't, I wouldn't brand I it would. like that.
0: I definitely would.
2: They also went 2-1 against Knit. Uh, the only team that stopped them, stopped Bonk, were G2, which at the time, I, I, they were just unbeatable. Back then, back then, back in the early days, G2. So they ended up coming second in that tournament, surpassing teams like uh, FBX and Rakes, as well as Liquid and Nip, who they beat in actual matches. Mm-hmm. And after that, they got signed to Guild. And since then, they have always been there. They've always been a top team, right? But they often yeah. bottle it.
0: Yeah. I mean, from, from what I remember about Guild, is recently, it whoever. Obviously, they were definitely a tier one roster, so they were always playing tier one teams. But I felt like whoever they were going to go up against, I always backed the other team in some way. I never had a lot of confidence in Guild. I felt like they bottled out a few big games, and then it's been kind of difficult for them.
2: Yeah, they do. They often they, they lost against teams like FBX, Heretics, and Fnatic in quite short succession. I mean, they were still winning games; they were still getting up into the the semis or wherever they placed in these individual tournaments. They weren't they weren't doing as well as you would want them to do. Mm-hmm.
1: But what 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 I want to mention right now is they are on a run of form. These oh, guys look better than they've ever looked.
2: They are they are back.
1: They are back, baby. Back and bonking.
2: All it needs, all they need is confidence. I reckon on the right day, guild can take down anyone. All they need is to feel it. Gotta they gotta feel themselves, they gotta know it, they gotta know they can beat these teams.
0: See, I, I think Guild are very much a team based on feel. Like you look at um you somebody like Yashin, he is almost exclusively a Rays one trick, right? Because he just backs himself on Rays no matter what the situation. And I have a lot of respect for that.
1: Yeah, y Yashin is definitely the player I want to highlight for like, you know, yeah. viewers that don't watch EU. Yashin is is the player to watch on this team. Not only is he a fantastic raise his movement's really good his utility usage is great he often he gets i think we've mentioned it before in one of the games but he's like utility kills really high yeah raise one trick but also he is like the chillest coolest person yeah like watch any yashin interview go and watch any yashin stream yeah. my favorite spiritual athlete okay he's the most personable man on the planet and i i love him for
2: it I also love, you say he gets kills with abilities. That's not his own. That's not his only magic on the server. His main magic on the server is his movement. He's playing like he's playing paladins. He's jumping <laughs> around, no care in the world, and he's killing people. Yeah. He's, he's hopping everywhere. If you've ever watched Flights, he does a lot of tame versions of what Flights does. He's bunny hopping around with a little bit of utility out, getting kills and making space.
1: God, I love him. He is extremely fun to watch, and like I say, if you watch any interview, like he's so he's just lovely, isn't he? It, it, it's very hard not to root for this team yeah. when they have players like this.
2: Their IGL Bonker. I don't know if anyone. I don't know if either of you have heard of Bonker's origins. The first game Bonker went pro in was Nosgoth. If you remember Nosgoth. that game, <laughs> Nosgoth was a four v. I believe it was a four v four like deathmatch type game where it was vampires versus vampire hunters oh my god i think i do remember that game it was very wow. fun and it got uh, the servers went offline in 2016.
0: i didn't know there was a pro scene
2: which is when he moved on to paladins now immediately he was a, like excellent at paladins he, he won the 2016 championship right out of his nosgoth days, straight into winning championships uh, and not only that, but right into it, he was given MVP in this paladins tournament. Well, now what he's was
0: the prize for like a fiver and a kit cow or something like that for paladins. Uh,
2: don't we need to the paladins players? <laughs> they might be some blessing. <laughs> the servers are gone, aren't they? Leave them alone. <laughs> now he is—he's an He's the IGL. He plays sober, maybe a bit of brim, a bit of breach, and he's—he's he's great. Also, a lovely guy from what <laughs> I've
1: seen. Yeah. This is this is the team. If if you know you're a big fan of Assassin's Creed Valhalla, <laughs> I recommend you go and watch the announcement video that Guild it's, made to it, them.
0: It's probably the best announcement video I've seen for a roster. To be fair, these are your
1: it. these are your Vikings sailing and conquering, pillaging the EU scene left and right with their flashy rays plays and their they're really you know solid. igling from Bonker and. Uh Draken's a great orper as well from CS:GO. Yeah,
2: definitely. Draken is another one you can't ever count him out. A very reliable player who can just clutch rounds. The last, I mean, I, I want to talk about all the players. I was going to say the last one, but there are five. I may as well go for all of them. Safe, the sentinel. Oh,
0: yeah, another T- clutch machine. Safe had quite a turbulent ride.
1: Well, he was on Bonk, right? And then he got he got an offer from yeah. Nip when Nip was very up and down and. At the time, bunk was orgless, so I think safe kind of jumped to Nip for a, for a paycheck and for stability might of an say org. You
2: played it safe
1: by going to Nip. Safe,
2: safe played it safe. I'm glad. I'm glad you kept silent there.
0: <laughs> yeah, I am not, not justifying that with a I'm going to add a laugh track. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But yeah, so he kind of he, he kind of went over to Nip for a bit and realized that it wasn't it wasn't quite working, something wasn't clicking. He came back, joined Guild, and it, it the bonk days were back. I think I think like you know, the I think this team have a lot of chemistry. Yeah. I think, you know, the full Swedish lineup. I think they, they all get on very well. I think there's a lot of chemistry in and out of the server. I think, yeah. I yeah, think I... Safe Safe is a big part of that. Because I... when Safe left as well, Guild took a bit of a dip and they yeah, came back and so i think he is very integral yeah They're like I, I, I think stones it's stones
2: propping one another up and if you take one away it's not the same you've got to keep yeah. them together and you've got to keep them steady and they will they will win i believe probably-
0: I- I think with Safe, the way I saw it is, he was always the bridesmaid, but never the bride. Yeah, sure. um, oh my
2: god! I'm gonna i a going track.
0: In the way that he he always struggled, like he he tried and he tried to make this work with him. If if I'm getting this right, he played a lot of duelists before moving to Sentinel, right? Uh, I think so. Yes. And he just he needed something. He needed a change, and he went back to the guys that he knew and trusted the most. And he was like, right, let's do it differently. Let's let's try this. Let's try this, and you see how it's it's all fitted together, you know, like the last piece of a jigsaw puzzle. And don't get me wrong, Guild have had it turbulent, but it feels like now things are finally getting truly to be better and more consistent with them. You and could say that I... they're
1: engaged. Nope. Stop.
0: No. I'm... no. Another
1: quick fact about Safe, as well. <laughs> Safe was one of the very first people to play Viper. Mm. Safe was, at the, at the time when nobody was picking Viper, Safe was one of the very first people to play Viper on Split. And then you saw it, it kind of got reflected in A in NA with like Poach, I think, was doing it. And uh, I think We Did was doing it. But Safe was one of the very original Viper players. I I really like that about him. We can't we can't stop talking about
2: guild without finishing off the roster. Leo, their their youngest, he, he signed yeah. to Guild when he was 16. Oh, that's he so was young. A child. Uh, he he came from CS, not really a professional background, but he's been playing since he was 12. Uh, he He's a prodigy. What else can you say? He's a young prodigy. I think he's
1: very similar to JD. I think the two are yes. very comparable in players.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: definitely. Uh,
2: but Leo is so... Like JD, I mean, not to dis- discredit JD, JD's an excellent player, but JD does only play the Sage. Leo can play the Sage, sometimes the Breach, sometimes the Phoenix. He can very swap nice roles yeah, as much as you need him to.
0: Which is fantastic. You don't normally see that from a lot of young players.
2: Yeah, that's yeah, true, actually. To say he's so young. I mean, he's 17 now. Uh, so he's getting on a bit. A bit of a boomer. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite things about Guild, just to, to round out my, my, my love of Guild, one of my favorite things is their ability to, to make a comeback. Mm. It's really difficult to ever count Guild out properly. When we saw them go up against nip in challenges they, they lost a map uh they lost their map pick 13-6 then they won the next map 13-5 and ended up taking it it's hard to count these guys out and although heartbreaking loss against FPX, i reckon just keep an eye on them They they've uh they qualified the that was just a seeding match we'll see how they go i i really rate them uh i reckon you know if you, if you're looking if you're not really sure at the end of this which uh, which team you want to pick? Pick Guild. <laughs> we could always use with more more fans.
1: I think Guild are definitely a team. Like I say, like uh, Yashin's the face of this team, and the- these are the team. You know, if if you want like like fun personalities to root for, like I don't think there's a more fun personality in EU Valorant than Yashin right now. Yeah, but that's the team absolutely. I'd recommend if that's the way you want to go. Go watch his
2: stream and go watch his interviews. God, I love Yashin. <laughs>
1: I guess. So that's six teams we covered. Yeah. Hopefully, if you guys like this, we'll do another one because there is plenty of EU teams we haven't even spoken oh, about yeah. yet. So
0: many great storylines. So many great players aren't being covered.
2: We might do a Korean one or a Turkish one. Yeah. Uh, i have to brush up on our Korean and Turkish Valorant. Uh, maybe let us know which one you would rather see. Uh, yeah.
0: Those are also amazing regions which, if you're only watching NA, you are definitely missing out.
2: We're not doing uh, an MVP pick at not thing this time, but I do want to give an MVP anyway. So I'm just going to jump this on you. Okay. Uh, it's quite out of date at this point, but I do really want to bring it up because we didn't record one in time for me to talk about this. But Go CLG on. Red's Benita, she's uh, their she's their reigning the player. Changes. Yeah, from the from the Game cha- game Changers tournament. She was insane on the Rainer. Just... Dominant against almost every single team. Now, it's hard to t- like. It's hard to talk about game changers, like talking about how good Cloud9 White are against all the other teams. But Benita, there's something about her and the way she plays Reyna. It's just so good, and I just wanted to mention it. Uh, even if hopefully, we can do a full friendly. game yeah. changers episode for the next yeah, game
0: absolutely. changes. Honestly, I love game changers. I'm so happy to be involved with a new sport where events like that can happen.
2: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's really good. It's really good that riot putting uh, women in esports. Yeah. Very happy. If you haven't uh, watched
0: it was it, a great go tournament. Game changes, yeah, Very go, good. go
1: watch the final. It was such a good game. Anyone who listens to our podcast comes away with hours of homework every week. <laughs> every single time. we are like, go and watch this VOD. And also, go and watch that VOD and watch this player. Well, they can, <laughs> they can take it out of
2: their time watching whatever NA tournament they've been watching. Yeah. They can stop watching that and they can
0: move over to...
2: So, uh, game changes in NA, isn't it? It does not really work. Yeah, it is just, NA.
0: Just turn off EcoStream, stream, put some new <laughs> mods on. It's so easy. Your, your quality will improve, your mind will expand, and your climb ranks like not like nobody's business. I promise.
2: Just like Morgan.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. I only go up. I only go
2: up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for watching. Uh, we'll see you next time. Watching. I'm going to end on that, I'm going to end on your negativity. (laughs)